there are few things as regrettable as preventable tragedy. Sometimes something happens and there's really, you know, in your heart, there's nothing you could have done to prevent it. It's sad. It hurts. There's pain. Uh, there's a process of mourning that you go through and then you come out the other end. But preventable tragedy, that's the one that, that's the one that sticks with you. Could I, have, could I have done more? Could I have had a discussion with somebody that would have changed their behavior? These are the things that rattle around in your head when something happens to somebody you know and you absolutely know that it was preventable. Well, I'm looking at the, at the temperature right now. It's zero degrees Tomorrow, zero. Tuesday, two. Wednesday, one. Thursday, minus one degree. This is not the Canadian winters that we've all expected, that we all expect. And a lot of people are behaving like it is that Canadian winter. Clear across this country, we've been experiencing a very balmy, relatively balmy December. And what does that mean? It means that ice on lakes and rivers that we previously thought that used to be on in December, something that you could walk clear across is far less secure than it ever was. And we are seeing people falling through ice, most recently a tragedy of two teenagers dying in Ottawa. And so I'm joined now by Stephanie Bacalar, communications manager at Life Saving Society Ontario. Uh, I, I hope you don't mind that long setup, uh, Stephanie, but I think it's important for people to know that these are preventable tragedies. They really are preventable tragedies, which is is so unfortunate and is often very heartbreaking, um, especially for us working in drug prevention and, and hearing these stories repeatedly. And it is very unfortunate. But there are some things that people may not be aware of when it comes to ice. And that's okay. what we want to share today. All right. Why don't you, why don't you lay it out for us? So especially like you said, with the temperatures that we've had, we've had mostly plus degrees. We've had a few minus degrees, but there's been a lot of fluctuation. So what happens when we see temperature fluctuations with ice formation is you have a cold day and you get a little crust of ice. You get a little bit of freezing on the top and then it warms up a bit and a little bit of that melts. Mm -hmm. And there might still be a little bit of frozen, but there's some water on top and then it cools down again. And you're getting layers of sort of like frozen, mushy, frozen. You know, when you fill up an ice cube tray and you pop it in the freezer and you pull it out too soon and it's water in the middle. Yes. That's basically what's happening, right? So you're getting this sort of frozen, sort of not. Um, You need four inches, at least at minimum, four inches of solid, clean ice for one person to walk on. For one person to walk on? One person. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You're adding multiple people. You need more. You need up to 15 inches for a car, like a big pickup truck. You're going to need at least 15 inches. And this isn't that ice that has melted and refrozen, melted and refrozen. This is ice that has formed over multiple, multiple Cold, cold, minus degree days. Right. Day in, day out. It's far below zero. That ice is, you know, and and we uh, honestly in southern Ontario, I know for a fact we haven't had a lot of it. And uh, and clear across the country. You're right. It's been patchy. It's been spotty. Yeah, exactly. So this just is not a winter where we're seeing good ice formation. Um, And so we need people to be extra vigilant and extra careful. I know um, my family lives up in the north and they're up on georgia bay and they have told me the bay is wide open and at this point in the year you're seeing icebreakers come through and sure. and things like that and that's just not happening the right. water is wide open okay so so let's let's say that somebody has you know they're not listening to us and they walk across what used to be and what they, what they expect to be at least four inches of ice and they fall through 
What does somebody do when they fall through the ice? Because I know what I would do. I would panic. I would, I, I, that's what I would just panic. Well, and it's really hard not to panic because what you're going to get when you fall through ice is actually cold water shock. Yeah. Um, and was the second you are submerged in that water, your body's reaction is to try and gasp, but you won't be able to get that breath. So right. you're going to be gasping and not able to take in air. You would be surprised how quickly your extremities will go numb yeah. and you'll lose dexterity and be unable to actually swim. And, so I, and, big- I, you know, and I know why that is, because all the water flows to your uh, to your vital organs, right? Yeah, all your, all your blood is going to go into your vital organs and try to protect you and your arms are going to go yeah. are going to go quite numb quite quickly. Yeah. yeah. OK, so so what do you do? So if you're well, we need to prep you. So before okay. you decide to go out on the ice. You need to have somebody staying on land. Okay. So somebody's there. Somebody knows what you're doing. Yeah. Have a rope with you. Have some safety equipment. Like be really prepared before you go out. Wear a flotation device. Wear a life jacket, preferably a buoyant snowsuit. Like they make okay. snow wheelers. Those are great to have. Okay. So you prepare before you go. If you go and you fall through the ice, you're going to have to call for help. So you can get into a little ball with your head out of the water, call, scream for help. If you are able to shimmy out on your belly, yep. you can try to do that. But it is incredibly difficult. And usually as you try to sort of, you know, use your arms, you're going to slip back and the um, little bit of ice that's around you is going to continue to break. Right. So exactly. If you have that person on land and they have something they can throw to you that is buoyant and floats, they can throw something to you or they can lie on their stomach and reach something to you and try to pull you in. Yeah. At no point should someone else go out on the ice. Right. Yeah. No, you're, 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 it's a, yeah. <laughs> that, that, I mean, that, there's logic in what you're saying, but, but again, in, in those moments of panic, somebody might do something that they, that they shouldn't. How, um, what do you need to know? So let's, let's assume the best and you are, you are, you are pulled out, but you're very far from home. Uh, and you have now been in absolute freezing temperature water for a significant amount of time. How do you know that you have hypothermia and how can you best survive it so hypothermia is basically when your body's core temperature drops below what we would consider normal so it's kind of like the opposite of having a fever or having heat stroke right so if you're very cold we need to warm you up Um, removing wet clothing is going to be important um, and getting the person warm so hopefully you have somebody out there who is prepared and has something warm for you you never want to overheat the person to quickly. So we don't want you to, you know, dump them in a hot tub of water or something like that, because that can cause a shock to your system as well. We need to gradually warm the person. Um, as funny as it may sound, body heat is the best thing. And skin to skin contact um, gives you the best transfer of body. heat. Very um, good. Yeah. You, yeah, you can give them something warm to drink as long as they're conscious enough to to be able to drink something without uh, choking or aspirating on it as well. And I'm, I'm assuming that if you think somebody's had uh, hypothermia, taking him to the hospital is. Yeah. Call 911. Yeah. Um, anybody falls through the ice at any point, your first step should be to call 911, um, and get the professionals out there. Yeah. And, and I, I would add, uh, lastly, like, uh, before, before we uh, end this, uh, this chat, look, parents know, you know, do you live near a, a lake? Do you live near a stream? Do you live near uh, a river? Uh, does it often and occasionally and every winter, does it, does it freeze over? Do your kids typically walk across it? Talk to them. Tell them it's not safe right now. You know, this is if, if you know that you you live near this uh, body of water and you know that your kids typically walk across that body of water. Tell them not to walk across that body of water right now. 
That, yeah, that, absolutely. That, <laughs> that would be the first thing I would do. Hey, I want to thank you so much uh, for, for joining us this morning. We really appreciate it, especially on this New Year's Eve, and we wish you the very best in uh, the new year. Thanks, Ben.